Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. I'm Petey Steele. And I'm your co-host, Elena Torres. This is episode 70? Yeah. Shit. This, this is, is it. Episode 70. And it's today, our guest, she's amazing. She's awesome. She just headlined the weekend here at DC Draft House. Please welcome Kate Willett. Hello. Woo. Is it Willett or Willett? Either one. I usually go with Willett, but it's a disagreement even within my own family. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I don't feel as bad. Nah. Uh, Are they Danish? No. Like uh, Copenhagen, Copenhagen? No, I don't really know my ancestry, and I am afraid to get a DNA test Me because too. of the uh, information collection, but I know at least one of my grandmothers is like fully Italian, um, and mm -hmm. I know that... Willet is from Wiet, which is a French Canadian last name. Okay. I think. So I know I got some French Canadian in there. Like my dad's dad grew up in Kentucky. So I don't know. I'm just That's I, far from, from from Montreal and French Canada. Yeah, yeah, but I think like I mean this is just a theory, but I know that there were like um there were a bunch of French Canadian fur traders that migrated to the U.S. Ah. Um, at some point. So I don't know. It's possible oh. I'm from that. But I mean, I don't know what uh, I definitely know. I got some Irish, some Italian, a lot of the like uh, a lot of the drinking, fighting kinds yeah. of white yeah. people. Yeah. 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 French, yeah. French yeah. ish yeah, yeah. That's that's, I, I did do the DNA test because my cousin works for Ancestry. Oh, okay. So I did it, and it was all it was all drinking, basically all drinking culture. So I kind of want to do it. I am curious. I'm not trying to go like uh, full Elizabeth Warren here or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> like they they do collect your information, right? Like they. I mean, basically, like they put they put the creepy thing is like your stuff is like up on a website. And then they find, based on your DNA, people that are related to you that you've, like, never heard of. Oh, damn. So you go on there, and, and it's, like, possible. And it finds, like, possible, like, nuclear family. And anyone, like, my mom, who did the, de the, the test, was there. And, like, they f and they're, like, possible second cousins. And you look at this list of people, and you're, like, who the fuck are these? So weird. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. I'm just more nervous that we're like heading into some kind of Gattaca type future where <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, you know, your DNA says that you are dumb, so you can't work. Yeah. I, don't, I was going to say you can't work at this company, but I'm like never going to work at the company. My so brain is Gattaca. Too. Like if I come up 2% black, I'm not saying I'll say the N word, but I might start lecturing other black people for using it or something. Like, <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's so much more than this, Jerome, you know? <laughs> Oh, like no. your two percent PD steel. What the fuck? <laughs> Act like it. Yeah, not gonna not gonna do any racist stuff, but definitely gonna start giving speeches about it. That, that's the PD steel. Yeah, that's that's the PD steel way. So so Kate, where did you where did you grow up? Grew up in LA. Okay. Lived in the Bay Area for a long time in my late teens and twenties, and then hyphy or mob. What hyphy or mob? Hi hyphy. Oh, oh, like Bay Area hyphy. Yeah. I thought you said sizzling you, your mom. I'm at, no, no, your mob. So mob, like uh, mob music or hyphy, preference of, uh, I don't know if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that was like big in the, what, in the, maybe like the early 2000s. Yeah. That was I, hyphy, I kind of yes. missed it by just a little bit. Mob yeah. was mid-90s. How old are you? I'm not answering that on a podcast. I was going to say, you can't, you can't no. ask a woman that question, Petey. We're progressive here. Yeah, exactly. Progressive. <laughs> you don't ask that question. It's very... That's conservative. I, I Basically... No, I it's employment discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later. Well, we already hired you to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not an ancestry. But test. anyway, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move off. My job is to yell at Petey. I don't know if you uh, picked up on that. But anyway, um, so you did you start doing comedy in San Francisco or did you start doing comedy in L.A.? I started doing comedy. Actually, I did comedy like a few times in Chicago. I was out there for grad school and I was uh, in this grad school that I hated. And I like did comedy a few times as a release. What were you studying? I was studying like theater. Like I was getting a master's degree in theater. You got, you, you, oh, you went the, you went all the way. Did you do undergrad theater too? No, I did undergrad English. And oh, okay. I, but I ended up like getting kicked out of that program. And then after that, I moved back to California. Well, now you have to tell us why you got kicked out. Um, I just got kicked out because, I mean, there wasn't like a reason I didn't do anything like bad. They were just like, oh, you don't really like you're not a good fit here or whatever. You know, it was like a this really? like tiny like eight person program. And I just really like I don't know. It was just it was just like not it was not the right thing for me. I, I don't know how to explain it. It was very bro-y. It, and I was uh. like, oh, hi, I'm a polyamorous bisexual from California. Anyone want to see my crystals? You know, and it was oh, just like. and they were like. Yeah, I mean. And we want you to write about your experience going from a boy to a man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was very, like, kind of, like, old school theater training where you're, like, doing Alexander technique and, like, learning to speak in, like, a Russian accent yeah, and walk yeah. like a ballerina and stuff. And I was like, I, I love. Oh, you were doing that in an English program? I went to theater no, school. We had to do all that no, Alexander technique and all yeah, that. Yeah, no, this shit. was like in a theater program. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so um, it was. I mean, I, I liked it, but I also just felt like I couldn't really express myself all the way creatively. So I ended up like after that, I found comedy, and I was like, oh, this is this is cool because I can write my own jokes and like figure yeah. out what I want to say. It's also hard to be funny in theater school. They don't. They don't really not acknowledge it, but they don't really push it they, they they don't really push it that hard yeah i mean theater school is very funny but it's like you yes, can't yes it's you hilarious can't say that it's funny exactly um like all this like weird interpretive dance shit and like you know being i had like to do comedia del arte and yeah. some of it which is like you wear these masks and yeah you have to, it's really what it's funny it? yeah it's like Duarte? this del arte it's like this old it's like this old form of italian comedy where you wear clown masks basically oh yeah i think and I it's like all that. physical but like that's the kind of comedy they acknowledge at theater school it's like punch and judy kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it's highfalutin and you know i just like also was like well, it made me realize like i didn't really want to be in theater school because it's like what is the What's i don't know the payoff it's, yeah exactly yeah. like it's like you should only really do it if you like fully love it because it's not like a good job <laughs> no well and spoiler alert like i went to theater school in la and by the time i got out to th i like started auditioning finishing theater school it was like oh shit all these other girls my age have been auditioning for four years yeah and have way more experience in like what acting out there is really like than me and all my training mm. yeah you know totally, what i mean yeah. it's like totally a in my opinion, I mean, I have one, so I'm allowed to say it's a useless degree. I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the thing with comedy is like, at least at this point, there's like the right idea, which is that like your training is that you do it. Yeah, exactly. Know? And like, I feel like with other types of art, there's so much like emphasis on like, oh, you have to be in this like protected shell before yes. like anybody like sees your work, you know, but like yes. there's nothing that motivates you to get better quickly than like the possibility of like humiliating yourself in front yeah. of other people. Yeah. So when people don't laugh yeah. or boo you. Yeah, your training <laughs> is Yeah. Your training is failure. Drunk people at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's, totally. That's yeah. Your, your training. Yeah. You, have you eaten shit on stage a lot? 
Oh, for a second, I thought you were asking me if I like like had snacks on stage and I was like I haven't but that sounds good yeah. you know um I mean it just depends like uh you know I think it's like I think it's good to be willing to not maybe not like bomb but I think it's good to be like to be willing to like do okay you know and like sure. try new stuff you know if you do like I mean like I think when you you know when you're first doing comedy and you don't have any material that kills like you work really hard until you get that material that kills but then once you have it like it can be easy to like lean on the stuff that you know does really well you know but like you're not really gonna (laughs) if you want to grow and like also just have like a okay time for yourself on stage you gotta like do new shit and so i you know i i don't know i think like when a comedian tells me like, Oh, I never mom. I'm like, you're a hack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I have the opposite problem right now where it's like, I get so I get bored. As soon as my jokes start working, I'm like next. And I'll just like go to the new thing. It's just like, no, I need to start killing a lot more often to get noticed but yeah I'm so bored of that because i spent so much time working it out i'm so bored i know it of is that material yeah it's a it's a fine balance you yeah. know i like the sandwich approach and you know, i'll take like one killer thing and put something that's kind of whack or undeveloped in the middle and then yeah go with a yeah that's the right way yeah that's a good one yeah. yeah and so how long have you been doing comedy now um almost eight years okay yeah. so a while yeah and then you started in chicago and then you moved back to la uh, no, I went to Chicago and then I moved back to San Francisco okay. and then I moved to L.A. for like a minute, like a year. And then I moved to New York like three years ago. Oh, so you live in New York now. Yeah. How do you compare doing comedy in New York versus doing comedy in L.A.? I mean, I think New York is a really fun place to do stand up. You can get up all the time and there's a really good community there. I mean, L.A. is different. Like there's a lot. I mean, like the best comics in the world live in LA. I'm not knocking it. Oh, you city, think so? See, most people say the best comics in the world live in New York. Um, it's, I mean, some, but definitely a higher percentage live in LA, just because that's where all the jobs are. You that's know, true. like I mean, that's like any any comic who's like working like on a show, you know, writing for something, created something, acting in something. Like those people all live in Los Angeles. Right. You know, like I think for the people who are like just doing stand up or like happen to have, you know, a really good gang in New York, like maybe they're, you know, on uh the Daily Show or something like that. Like right. yeah, but the just the jobs are fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, LA has a lot of really great comics too. But the thing is is like in terms of like if you're like a lesser known comic or you're like up and coming there's just like so much more stage time available and there's so many people that go out in new york like it's a big like going out city Mm -hmm. versus like i think la is just like kind of a pain in the ass place to get around you got to be in your car and so there's just like not there's not as many people that go to comedy shows all the time and it's hard to get between shows so in that way i think new york is like let's say you take money completely out of the equation new york is a better time right right yeah Yeah, that that was my thought because i i used to live in la but i didn't start doing comedy until i moved here and i keep i always think like i never went i lived in la for 10 years never went to a comedy show i think maybe one maybe one time when someone was visiting yeah but you just don't think 
to do that. Whereas like if you're in New York or if you're on the East Coast, you're like, yeah, okay, I'll walk into this comedy show and see this random comedian I've never heard of before. Yeah, exactly. You don't walk in anywhere in LA because no no one walks at all. That's true. You go everywhere you go, you go with a purpose. Yeah. So in your ideal game of MASH, you would go New York. Yeah, but I don't think city, do cities include in our cities? Yeah, there were extra MASH? categories yeah, I mean, yeah. besides the acronym. Yeah. Do you remember MASH, Elena? She was the talking show? about it on stage. No, the old game, Mansion, Apartment, oh, Shack, and yeah, House. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to play back in the day. You'd like yes. roll a dice, and then you'd count whatever number it yes. was, and then you'd end up I with I totally forgot that that existed. That's whoever right. you got married to, whoever this or that. That's right, that's right. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah, this was fun. I'm just like, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just funny to take trivial things and have a problem with them for stand-up purposes. Oh, is that, is that what the joke was? So oh, I yeah. It was, it was I mean, that's it, actually like a newer bit that I'm working on, but just like how just how it's it's not realistic because there's not like a 25 percent chance you're gonna live in a mansion <laughs> right yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very funny and correct so have you been how long have you been headlining now like a couple years maybe but that's awesome that's very yeah, I mean, fast not all the time i'm just like, yeah that's starting. really fast yeah i'm just i'm just starting to i would say yeah and do you do you like it or do you feel do you get extra nervous with the pressure or do um you? I mean, the thing about headlining that feels like different than other types of like, like if you're featuring or something like you don't have to like with featuring like it's if there's not people there, it's like not your problem, you know? Yeah, exactly. Stand up. It's (laughs) like if you if you've like a if there's not a lot of people in the audience and you're headlining, then like you feel like bad. Yeah. It's like you (laughs) dude, you know, I'm not that famous or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you. Nothing helps yeah. you appreciate the business angle more of comedy than headlining to a I guess so. I mean, paltry like the th- crowd. Yeah, I mean, like there's some clubs that have like very built-in audience, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that come no matter what. But at the places where there's like not that many people that just consistently come, and it's, right. you feel like a little bit more like ah, I gotta get my own people there. I mean, like everything. Everything helps. Like, I'll have a few people come to every show from, like, Netflix stuff or I'll have a few people come out from my podcast or whatever. But, like, I'm definitely not yet at the level where, like, a show is going to be full because people know me. Like, there'll be some people there Mm -hmm. to see me, but Mm -hmm. uh, there'll also be some people there because they like comedy you know mm-hmm. and uh sometimes just people who maria bamford has a great bit about this but sometimes people who like comedy like it's funny to even say that because it's like what do you what do you like yeah like, exactly I don't, I don't think that's somebody who like fucking loves dane cook not that anyone does anymore but like i just mean like <laughs> no i know what you mean people who, yeah people who like chris D'Elia and like that's what they think comedy is are probably gonna be like disappointed by my particular thing you right know what i mean Right. But then again, then they show up and it's like they'll take the smorgasbord. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's definitely some people like that, you know, but like I definitely think. I agree. It's strange, though. Yeah, I'm, it I'm is. Sort of like what the fuck are you guys thinking? But then I'm also like, well, you guys have never really even done a set. So, yeah. Yeah. They're not- just wired different. You know? Right. Right. They think of it. They don't think of it as like, you know, I think Jerry Seinfeld said comedy's like food you know everybody has their own particular thing yeah that they like when people are like oh, i love laughing so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to a comedy show it's like yeah. that's not how it works but and i i think also <laughs> too like i mean like with headlining like it's definitely like you're doing like a lot more time so you're 
I think you got to like think about like the arc of your set more. Mm -hmm. And like I am just like I'm honestly kind of just just getting there. Like I I mean you you're not really just supposed to like do like all your jokes or most of the jokes or even just the ones that you like the most. But I feel like to really kind of figure out the flow of like an hour long set, you have to do it a bunch, you know? Yeah. yeah. Being funny for an hour is really fucking hard. Yeah. It's a different, it's a very, it feels like it's a very different thing than being funny for 20 minutes. And I feel like I got really good at the, like being funny for 20 minutes thing. And I'm like learning how to, put something longer together totally. in a way that's yeah. still repetitive. You that's know? where yeah, I'm at totally. year seven. I got the hot 25, but uh, getting over to the 40 hump is like, whoa, because then you have to feel out the crowd, pay attention to what's going on in the room, add local color when you go for these little small headline gigs I've had. And, you know, there's headliners nationally that one, I can't remember the name, but he was saying, you know, I started headlining 12 years in. I didn't become a headliner till I was 20 years in. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I that, that makes sense to me. That definitely makes sense to me. I mean, there's like another there's another skill to it for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I'm three years in and now I can do I can do a 25. That's fine. But I hate it. Mm-hmm. Like like I did a feature weekend a couple weeks ago and it, it was fine like they liked it but I was just like I hate my material like this is junk like I need to throw all this out because I feel like the stuff that I've written in the past mm-hmm. six months is so much stronger than the stuff oh, I is. wrote a year a year ago you know I what think I mean? like three years is probably about where I got jokes that I'm like yeah I'm proud of this joke like I still like I I think the like year three four. Like I still wrote like some of my favorite jokes th- those years because it's like yeah. you you have oh, like yeah. it's like a good point where you understand comedy but you're also like not tired of it at all mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah yeah or at least not in the way that you will be someday yeah <laughs> that I can I can imagine that because right yeah. now I'm just tired like my old material I'm like no I'm like just fuck this like I, but it's like even I'm telling you even stuff from like. Before, like six months ago is so to me so much worse than stuff I wrote two weeks ago yeah, yeah I mean you I know? think the thing is too is like I watched like this tape from my first six months of comedy uh-huh. and it was funny because I what I realized when I was watching it is that a lot of the jokes that I had in there like I my set five years in in some ways looked like that it was totally different jokes Hmm. but that like it was like i was i was finally able to get at the thing that i was like trying to get at so like like, the subject matter was the same but finally you found the right way to sort of attack it you're saying yeah i think so yeah or just like the same ideas or like the same types of characters or whatever but it's just you know it does none of the jokes were the same but it was very much like oh that was what i was trying to do and i hope that that's how i feel about my comedy in like you know five more years is right. like that whatever i'm trying to do right now i hope it's like oh that's what i'm trying to do you know mm-hmm. it's it's fun you gotta it's good to keep growing i think yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sort of a weird like psychic instinct i've been having recently where like okay i used to look at everything for jokes and i still look at everything around me and observe stuff but the way it used to hit, like, oh, my God, that's bitter, whatever. Now I'm sort of like, uh, no, that's not. Shut up. That's stupid. You know, and I just discard yeah. stuff because I have a better instinct of what may have legs. In yeah. 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 That sounds right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? 
very strange. But it's cool. Does something maybe working? Like yeah, learning exactly. a language. And do you feel? Do you feel that? Because a lot of people like the ultimate goal lately, if you're a comedian, is to get on Netflix. And so you've been, you've done a Netflix. You've been part of a Netflix special group, right? Yeah. Do, was that moment? Was that career changing for you? Um, I mean, like yes and no. Like career changing in the sense that like I get more opportunities and I make more money since then. Totally, you know, but like kind of like incrementally, like not in this way of like, oh, like my life sucked before and like now it's great. And overnight it changed. No, not like that at all. But like, I mean, like that helped. I'm I did Colbert earlier this year. It hasn't come out yet, but I'm hoping I get like another boost from that. And I got a little boost from my podcast. And like, you know, I mean, it's just like stuff. It kind of all... Wait, Every, everything wait, if you colbert it doesn't come out like the week of no so oh shit yeah it's kind that. of funny the way they do, no. the way they do it is they shoot groups of like five or six people all together on the same day like a stand-up showcase i don't know if no i'm allowed way. to talk about this but I, I, whatever no one's no gonna be a man yeah yeah, yeah. this but, is really interesting yeah but they they shoot the comedians on like a stand-up comedy only show and then they like mix them in throughout the season Wow. Oh, so they use it like like if they're like missing a guest or something like that. Is that how it works? I don't really know what the decision making process is on their end, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm not really sure why they do it like that. When when did when did they tell you guys like the week of? Be like, okay, your segment's gonna air, or is it just kind of like you find out? Um, I've heard of both things happening. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are like, oh shit, I was on Colbert yesterday. No, everybody <laughs> has, everybody's known in advance, but okay. like I've known people that have known like a couple hours in advance. Wow. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. What if they miss somebody and they're like, oh, you didn't want to see it anyway. It yeah. Well, cool. I mean, I, imagine? I, I definitely <laughs> knew a lady that who's came out like almost a year after she shot it. Seriously? So who knows? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. crazy. Entertainment <laughs> insider. But I guess the thing guys. is, is it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like I'm not uh, I'm not trying to shut myself off to some kind of like immediately life changing opportunity. If that happens, that happens. And that would be great. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like most stuff doesn't happen that way. It happens kind of like stuff changes a little bit and then you get something else that yeah. helps a little bit. And you yeah. just kind of like build. That's you know? true yeah. for like everything. I was reading this book. This is a little related called uh, Stumbling on Happiness. It's by this Harvard psychologist guy, but he was talking about how stuff that are that's big in your life like hitting the lottery or having a baby or anything mm-hmm. for like the first year it's like this giant yay or whatever and then it just becomes fucking normal. And right. it, it, it almost sounds depressing at first, but then again, the core or the converse of that is if something really fucked up happens like getting cancer or whatever right you're back to normal again in like a year right yeah um, i i don't know maybe right. that's a little too optimistic <laughs> about the bad shit i hope not no i actually think that's i don't think that's, but that's people adapt you do adjust to yeah. whatever reality you're living yeah in it's true day. yeah it's true even if sometimes i don't know i feel like i've seen some people in entertainment become successful really fast and really young yeah and then their sense their sense of reality is just yeah it's just not not real it's just not reality yeah and they they're they're horrible they the self-absorption level is like out of control because oh yeah i'm not gonna say no names yeah 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 people that came from here too young and i saw it because i was older when i started 
Mm-hmm. And I'd already dealt with everything, drugs, right. wildlife, and all this. I was 30 years old, and I'm watching these kids, 19, 22, you know, they blow up, they get a little traction, they move right away, and they're still doing okay, but I'm right. like... This thing you're thinking, this isn't real, and this doesn't last. I mean, forever. like, what's real, though? Because it's like, oh, I mean, we're getting real I, deep. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I, I don't know. I feel like people who expect stand-up to be, it's not a meritocracy. No. You know no. what I mean? Like, it's no. not like, I, I, yeah, it's just not. It'd be great if it was, but it's, like, for sure not. You know? That's one of the things I love about it, though, is that stand-up, it's hard to make it quickly in stand-up without earning it you know what i mean without you have to do comedy a lot i'm not i to make to, people i completely disagree with you really i'm not, I'm not gonna name names but really you think people it's, are, it's not hard to think of examples of people who are very successful but when we turn this off i want to know who you think because like well cause i like mean i'll just i'll get i'll give like a genre like there's like there's like youtube stars that are really but, it, but that, that are headlining and what uh, you well yeah there are youtube stars that are, yeah, that are headlining I mean, actually like, there's headlining actually, their own true. shows and stuff and it's just like yeah, I think that's true. Like, that I happens. mean, yeah, I want to be <laughs> like, I want to be a good comedian for myself and also because I don't. Someone you, know, you can look know. in the mirror every day. Yeah, I mean, right. it's fun to do yeah. comedy, but like, I right. feel like people who are like operating under the assumption that like th- who gets successful, it's just going to be based on like what's fair and who works the hardest and who are most talented. Yeah. It's not true. It's a no, fucking it's, business. It's not true. I just feel like I used to work on Mexican soap operas. Yeah. Long story. But um, and on those like those are really popular, seen by millions of people in tons of countries. So I met a lot of people who basically had careers for being good looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People who like got discovered in a mall style. Like a lot of the guys on soap operas are they're made to be man candy. Yep. So I feel like there's so much of that in that world that I feel like stand up is more fair. I turned them all it's, down. It's mo- it yeah. is definitely. <laughs> it's, well, that's a different discussion. It's yeah. the most fair probably of anything in the entertainment industry. Yes. But that's still yes. like not very fair. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that, yeah. that is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we've cool. got some great shows coming up at both draft houses this coming yeah. week. Uh, Marina Franklin is going to be here oh, next Friday, Saturday, 7 and 9 p.m. You may know her from the Chappelle Show. And then at the Arlington Cinema Draft House, we have Mike Cannon. Uh, shows are going to be Friday, 7.30 and 10, Saturday, 7 and 9.30. And hit us up on the Counter Currents social media platforms. Follow us for a chance to win three free sets of tickets to any of these shows. And... Uh, his back or just tweet at me or say something yeah exactly crazy. if you comment the odds of you getting free tickets and stuff are so much higher especially if it's nice just saying you guys nice for her i'll take mean yeah you can be mean to pd that's cool we're we can all pd can handle it i'm, I'm too pregnant for that i'm too sensitive anyway we want to thank kate willette for being on thank you for having me and we hope to see you again soon yeah yeah peace out everybody peace.